life might hand you budgets, schedules, family, and responsibility. But driving shouldn't be just another chore. We're here to help you find a car you love. Something that fits your budget and your needs, but is fun to drive and makes you look back. I'm Todd. I'm Paul. And this is the Everyday Driver Car to Be. I'm excited about news from us. <laughs> news from us. No, seriously, because we've been talking ever since we upgraded the logo. You've been, I've been talking about mm-hmm. the fact that that's a bit of a bummer because we don't have anything, any merchandise and stuff with the new logo. You're right. Problem solved. <laughs> if you go to the store tab on our website, everydaydriver.com, we have a brand new expanded store as well. Hey, we've check gone, this out. I'm we've going gone through right Teespring now. because uh, we're actually gotten better deals out of it. We've also finally been able to do – I've wanted to do this since you built the logo because the logo for the Icon movie is so cool. Well, thank you. But we yes, wanted to wait I, until uh, we got all these I new like round of shirts too. up. So the new Icon shirt, for those of you that wanted that Icon shirt, that's up there. It's also available as like a sticker. And a, there's a ton of product. And there's a very cool word art mug. And I'm not a guy that drinks out of mugs, but I'm going to get one of these mugs because it makes me laugh. <laughs> totally. So uh, lots I mean, of stuff. if you're drinking hot coffee and it's going to come out your nose from reading the mug and laughing. It's so lots of stuff at the new store. Thing. So everydaydriver.com, hit the store tab. You'll see all the new stuff there. If you've wanted some new logo swag, that is where it is, plus the 911 uh, uh, design as well, that really cool uh line art thing that you did there and the cheap Phaeton shirt has survived the switch it's all <laughs> yes, on there it it's just all got new logo stuff which is cool yeah it has even the uh the car debate has found its way just to stickers and handy grocery shopping bags if you live in an area where bags are banned apparently helpful well, yeah well in Very yeah nice. los angeles for example you can't go to the grocery store without uh, bringing your own bags in or being charged for it this is true yes this is true well guys welcome back to the podcast thank you for joining us as we are debating a couple of guys whose both have surnames that start with Z. Did you notice this? This is, this is I had this, not known the link. There's the link. Together. You always tie together. Otherwise, their to. car debates are very different. But they I are. do like the discussion on both. I will say that we have talked about debating very inexpensive cars. The cheap mm-hmm. $5,000 car. Mm-hmm. $5,000 Phaetons. Yeah. All the way to... <laughs> Really expensive, way out there. And mm-hmm. so I always try to kind of have somewhere in between. We kind of go back and forth. You'll probably notice on various podcasts. Maybe kind we'll of hang a, out into a one the, of each. the low end of the range or one of each. Yeah. Or maybe we'll spend one podcast just, you know, cherry picking what's the amazing stuff Blowing with a out. huge yeah. budget. Yeah. Because there's all kinds of people writing to us. Sure. And thank you for doing so with all kinds of budgets. And one of them is Michael Z in Dallas, Texas. He's a medical student. And he's in the market for a car between forty-five and seventy-five thousand, mm-hmm. topping out at eighty thousand dollars. That's for the where Paul he Limiter. gave you a limiter, which is that's a, that's a great <laughs> amount of money for a lot of good options. That'll be fun. Mostly going to be a commute car, but hopefully he'll grow with it. We also have Kevin Z writing to us. He's from L.A. He has an interesting problem. Yes, he does. Too much clutch foot. This is the problem. <laughs> I, I don't know that that's a technical designation, but he he now is having a problem uh, with his Achilles tendon, tendonitis in his Achilles tendon from clutching so much in L.A. traffic. Yeah. So we're looking for a sports car with dual clutch. Yeah, there you go. It's the, this, is, this should be Man. called 405 ankle. That's probably what it is because <laughs> it's pretty much what's happened <laughs> it's here. It's not terrible. So anyway. I don't mind that. But also it ties together because Michael, who we're starting out with, is a medical student, so maybe he can <laughs> offer, you know, some Forget the pink slips for a minute. Michael is going to call Kevin and go, what you need to do for your Achilles tendon is this. Exactly. Yeah, frightening. Well, I'm glad you're a medical student because, you know, when it comes to blood or the sight of blood, I am the biggest wuss on the planet. I mean, and you, my sister is an RN and yes. she'll throw out these medical terms just to get my goat. The terms you know, make to, you sick. You, oh you, you have a very, very <laughs> fragile constitution when it comes to injury. I have noticed this. It, I don't know why. I mean, I, I dropped an X-Acto knife in my knee a few years ago, and it made the tiniest cut. And I was I got all lightheaded because the blood, you know, started pooling on my pants. Like, whoa. Yeah. My sister laughed at me. Yeah, of course she did, especially with what she does for a living. So Michael is commuting in Dallas, Texas, and he breaks this down pretty well. He, he has a uh, 2015 Mazda 6 Touring with a stick shift. That's a cool mm-hmm. car, and he loves it. He does not have 405 ankle. He does not. Currently. Four, <laughs> there's no 405 <laughs> ankle going on in Dallas. But the reason is because, let, let's be honest, you know, my wife's from Dallas. I've been to Dallas plenty of times. There's plenty of traffic in Dallas. Yeah. But because he's a doctor, a medical student, he's traveling at off hours. So he's not struggling with the traffic. Right, right. 
He's also saying, in being in Dallas, he's got greater than 100 degrees summer weather. Is there any city in Texas that doesn't have greater than 100 degrees summer weather? Not really. I, not, I was going to really. say, I mean, I'm genuinely it. asking. It's yeah. pretty much all of Texas But he brings hot. he brings up a great point, though. He's talking about really hot summer weather, only outdoor parking, which is a great point. Texas, right, right. The, the crazy thing about Texas is that they just there's so much space down there that once they get done building one development and one, and one uh, kind of <laughs> sub-city, they just build another one next to it. They just keep going. P.F. Chang's so, Cheesecake Factory. And, and then they restart it five miles away. They just start it again. It, it just keeps being duplicates of the same you know 20 oh blocks gosh. over and over and over. And I say this as a guy that came from Texas. So I have the ability to say this. Houston's this way. Dallas is this way. They've just got land. So, But, but what is, inter- it is interesting is you rarely actually see big parking garages. Because all of these businesses have just land. got big lots. Just, right. just here's a here's a lot. We'll just pave it. It'll be cheaper, and off we go. So everything's outdoor parking. Right. You need an electric skateboard to get from your car at the very back of the lot all the way into the building. Yeah, what do they talk just about it with electric scooters? <laughs> it's like the first mile and the last mile. That actually relates to the parking lot to the hospital here. That's true. Exactly. All right. So the current car search here, and Michael has indicated that he's been going to be test driving these cars over the next few months, because he's not in a hurry, so late 2017, early 2018, but he is looking for new cars only, mm-hmm. with preferably good lease rates and residual values, mm-hmm. because apparently he's going to be able to receive some tax benefits with leasing. But I will say, Michael, this is a debate, and so I have to bring up used car options, because there you, you go. Know, this is a debate. I have a used car as well that I want to bring up, and I have two new ones, neither of which he mentioned. Excellent, excellent. All right, so here he's uh, he's six foot one. He said he's young Asian male, and he appreciates cars that are not white, black, gray, or silver. Okay, I am a huge fan of color. Thank you, sir. <laughs> and he's limited his search now to several options that he has sent into us and listed his thoughts along with these cars. Mm-hmm. So very briefly, let's run through the list and kind of what would we do now? Again, topping out at eighty grand, which is. A huge, it's a lot of money. Well he's, done. That's he's got amazing. he's got a good range. I mean, forty five k, you start getting into a lot of really oh, nice yeah. cars. But being able to run all the way up to close to eighty, yes, there's tons of great options here, and oh, he's man. listed a bunch of them. And you know, I like that you're some of the cars you've listed. You're not spending all the money and staying at the top end true. of the range. No, true. Which is cool because as Taz said, you can get so many great cars starting out with a 2018 BMW M240i. Mm-hmm. So we've talked mm-hmm. about the 235i that we love. Yeah, this yeah. is the refresh there's a little bit bigger engine uh limited slip differential he's mm-hmm. liking it because it's agile and mm-hmm. good for commuting and mm-hmm. good for parking spaces okay and stick shift is a requirement here yes so there's across all, stick shift all cars as well yep yep glad you mentioned that also the 2018 porsche 718 cayman and cayman s mm-hmm. i heard uh there was an orange uh 718 boxster that drove past me just the other day oh, yeah? here in Park City, and I rolled my window down and just listened. Yeah, and? And I didn't recoil in horror. <laughs> I, I just listened. I, I think that whole problem is overblown. I mean, I haven't, I haven't had a, a full day to drive one in all conditions. We haven't been in it and actually lived but, with it but yet. But I, I, I think the problem's overblown. I really do. All right. So he's, he's wondering about the four-cylinder sound, of course. And, uh, you know, kind of unsure about the two seats, even though at this point, no family, no kids, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. not really worrying about that at this point and uh, just going for, you know, a two plus two or just the two seats. Yeah, And he does ask, he said he drove the base and I'm going to say to you right away, uh, get the Cayman S. If you were going to go this route, don't get the base, get the S. You're going to be much happier. Most people we know that get one of those cars, forget the 718 for a minute, just boxers and Caymans. Once they get into one and they drive it for six months, they kind of wish they got the S. So yeah. in this case, yeah. it's worth it's worth the bump up. All right, so we've got a new Mustang GT premium, fully loaded. That's the new refresh. The, so yeah, with all the new extra all goodies, the magnetic yeah. ride, mm-hmm. the active, mm-hmm. active exhaust, sound of the V8, all that stuff. That's a Texas car. If there ever yeah, was one, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. Just yeah. high speed open roads. Yeah. It's a good sized car, and yeah, good for cruising, occasional tracking. Because Michael does indicate that he might be tracking some things occasionally. He's he wants to learn. He wants to head that route, mm-hmm. and it's it's hard in Dallas or Houston or unless you're like in Austin in the Hill Country area, that kind of thing. It's hard to find good twisties in Texas. So you keep mentioning you kind of have to go to, and, and but most of those big metropolitan areas have got a racetrack nearby. 
So I know Dallas has got stuff nearby. So he's talking about maybe doing some autocrossing, doing some tracking to get, I hate to say it, but to get tight corners in. Yeah. You know, but yeah. he, he wants a car he can learn with. That's a big part of this. So I, I see where he's going. Okay. So the Alfa Romeo, the Julia Quadrifoglio is on ooh, the list. Ooh. Fantastic car and definitely a candidate for leasing. I agree. I agree. Absolutely. You avoid there. any potential what is the reliability going to oh, do yeah. by just leasing it. And and we, if you've seen our piece, that versus the M3, that's a really impressive car. Oh, my gosh. Yes. The drawback here is no manual transmission. Very true. In the U.S. Yep. Very true. So, okay. Maybe that's out as it is just because of that reality. Grand Sport, C7 Corvette, Grand mm-hmm. Sport Corvette mm-hmm. is on here. It's uh, He's wondering about the you know the price differential between the Cayman, 718 Cayman. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, got the V8, two seats. Yeah. Kind of wondering yeah. about the midlife crisis kind of. He's wondering about what does that say? It. He's wondering what does it say? But ultimately, I, I like your last sentence here, Michael, that you want to drive the car for you, not for mm-hmm. someone else, mm-hmm. which is what we encourage. Totally agree. Absolutely. And then finally, the BMW M2 is on the list. And you've mentioned in here the C-Class AMG Coupes and the new Audi S5s and various things you like from both of those cars kind of manifesting itself in the M2. But then you come back to the M240i, mm-hmm. which you really love. Yeah. So it sounds like you're already kind of leaning that way. And then, yes, this you know is an unrealistic dream for a lot of people. So again, congratulations. But it's fun to talk this through, though. It because is. Because this is his reality. It is. Honestly, Absolutely. this is where Absolutely. he's at. Yeah, I want to touch on a couple of these. And then I've, I've got... Uh, two new ones he didn't even mention and one used one I think needs to at least be driven. Okay. What all do you have for this? I've got three used because I just, I have to put these out there because at this budget, and I know you're thinking about leasing, Michael, Mm -hmm, but at mm -hmm. this budget, I cannot ignore these cars. Sure. Okay, good. They've got to be talked about at, you know, if you've got this much money to spend and then two new choices to consider. Cool. Great. Well, I actually want to start with the M240 versus the M2. I get the I get the sense from you, Michael, that uh, that you don't feel like you need the bump up to the M2. And yeah, if you're feeling kind of that way, that. I'm kind of the demeanor of then just do the 240. Mm-hmm. I think, especially since this is a car you need to grow with, I don't think you need everything the M2 does. It's awesome. I, I really like that car. But if you feel like you're kind of happy with the, the M240i, I also suspect you can probably get yourself a better deal out of the M240i than the limited edition M2. You can just go get a car now and not worry about, do you have it? Can I get the option? True. You just go get it. You just True. go get, just solve yourself that whole problem. Just go get one. That's actually the reason that the, that the uh, lower 240i wins for me. I really have no complaints about the M2, but I just think ease of finding it and having it. Just go with the ease of obtaining the car. Seriously, seriously. Uh, The the Cayman, if you want to go 718, I would definitely go Cayman S if you want to go that route. Uh, Alpha is a little bit of a curveball because it's the big Mm -hmm. sedan of this group. I mean, I have no complaints about it, but that's a very different feel. Everything else you're chasing is, let's be honest, away from what you currently have, which is a four door sedan. Right. And all of a sudden, this Alpha pops up. I'm glad that it's on your radar. I just feel like since you don't have kids to worry about, you're getting a car just for you. Let's just not do the sedan yet. At the very least, go drive this thing, though. At least that's have fair. this in no, your no, no, that's pocket fair. as yeah. I've driven that car. Wow, I like it for these reasons. Mm-hmm. But, you know, not right now. At this stage of my life, And since he right wants now. a manual, that's another reason I think it's out. Um, mm. I like the C7 Grand Sport. I think you'd be perfectly happy with the C7 with the Z51 package. Just the C7, not even Grand Sport. Save sure. yourself a little bit of money. Sure. Why not? You can probably get a better deal on that one because, again, it's a little more... I mean, a little more mundane, but it's not a mundane car at all. They're fun to drive. Yeah, they really are. So I I think you could go that route. But I want to mention a couple here. Okay. But I will actually mention my used one first because I feel like it's the obvious omission. You can get a used 991-911, the current 911 used. Yes. Tons of options are out there, Michael. I'm talking (laughs) ones that just came off lease or one that got sold. they're, They're a year old. With you having as much as eighty grand to spend, you could have genuine options on a nine nine one nine eleven. I yeah. know there's the cliche of I'm a doctor driving a nine eleven, but they're great cars, and it would do everything you need it to do. It's it's the all purpose commute and good air conditioner and nice place to be. And by the way, you want to track it fine. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I don't say that, it's an omission. So that's why I mentioned it. Sure, fair but enough. But the other two that I really think you should drive. First one, oddball because there's no manual transmission. But when you said you wanted to get a car for you. I thought, go drive this car. Okay. Mercedes GLA 
AMG 45. <laughs> there it is. I mean, why nice. not? They're, yeah. they're 55, 60 grand. They are, they are one of the kings of the hot hatchbacks. They're 20 grand more expensive than the rest of the hot hatchbacks, but they're just, they're, they're undeniably fun. They have <laughs> yeah. attitude and you're just gonna, the, the thing about Texas commuting is you're going to want to have, some people have asked us this before. If you don't have twisty roads, what do you do? What do you do? You do yeah. kind of want that power underfoot to just laugh about. Hellcats for everyone, right? Well, to some degree. You do yeah. kind of want that. And the AMG 45 is just, it's this angry little puppy dog. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's this fun little car that just shoots off. So it I does. think you should go drive it because it's, it's, it's more fun than you think. It's unique. It you is. will not see that coming and going. So that one. But then almost a sniper shot for me. But I had okay. to mention these others. That's why it isn't. You mentioned the Mustang GT, and I agree, the new one, fully loaded, cool and all. But for this money, Michael, you can get the GT350, and it's a much better choice. Thank you very much. That is on my list, both new and used, as a matter of fact. Mm -hmm. You could just get one slightly used for somebody that thought, you know what, that car's not for me. Yeah. Pay less. Yeah, but either Done. way, and that car's going to hang on to its value better. If he's worried about that at all, which is in here, that car's going to hang on, hang on to its value a lot better. Get it in the six-speed. If you just never get out of second gear in that car, you will still find it fun. <laughs> just the engine yeah, note alone. It's just – it's got personality. It's got much more personality than the Mustang GT, which you heard our Billy Johnson podcast last time. He's a big fan of the GT. He was development driver on the GT. Yeah. The current yeah. GT is a genuinely great car. But for this budget, the GT350 is better. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. I, I love that car for this budget, uh, as you said. So diving in, Michael, I told you that used cars had to be on the list because if you're looking at a 240i and you're looking for somebody, a, a car that's just going to light you up, <laughs> you've got to at least go drive a 2011 BMW 1M. Yeah. yeah. I mean, orange, no, you're Valencia right. orange. You're right. You could, for that kind of budget, that kind of money, you can buy the nicest one out there. You're right. With the lowest mileage possible and go learn on that car because your last paragraph here, you're saying, you know, having a little bit of sway, a little bit of credence at a cars and coffee wouldn't be a bad thing. True. You want True. to develop your driving skills with this car through daily driving and tracking occasionally, mm -hmm. as we've mm -hmm. talked about. But then you're... Your thought here is, I'm thinking maybe the ultimate performance cars might be too big of a step from the Mazda 6. Possibly, possibly. You know, if we're going from yeah. Mazda 6 to yeah. Grand Sport Corvette, that's a big leap. It is, it is. Power, grip. GT350 is a big leap in that regard, too. It for is. sure, for You're sure. Right. So that's on my used list, food for thought. It's no, I'm I'm glad you brought it up because it's I think it's a definite drive. And you're right. With seventy grand in your pocket, you can get one of the Gosh. nicest one M's out you could there. Probably find a brand new with one. With forty five fifty you can get a great one. With seventy you can get one of the best ones. Oh my god. Except for the crazy person that's selling theirs for a hundred grand. Yeah. Don't buy that one. But <laughs> exactly. but seriously, you can get a great one for that and it is a fantastic car. And the people it's one of those perfect cars. It's going to keep its value, but it's one of those perfect yeah. cars where he pulls into the parking lot of the hospital. Nobody's going to look twice. It's going to be a doctor and BMW that's not right. the high end BMW. Who cares? This is exactly Pull into a Cars thinking. and Coffee, and everybody's going to go, cool, he's got a 1M. Street It cred. does both. You're instantly. a driver. Yeah. You're a track yeah, yeah, yeah. That's You're great. A, I like it. You know, all those kinds of things. All right. So the last used consideration here is an R8. An Audi R8 sure, yeah. with the V8 and a manual transmission. Holy cow. Yeah. He could get a deal. He's going to look like a baller, though. Yes. This is a different car. Yeah. But food for thought. I just had to put that out there. Coming back to new, I love the 718 Cayman S on here. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm mm -hmm. still not convinced that the four-cylinder is not a reason to buy this car. I love the look. Mm -hmm. I love mm -hmm. all the updates. I mean, of course, it's me, but... I think that's a great choice for you. And it's, yeah. I mean, the 991, yes, also a great choice. But because it's not a 911, that sort of separates you as more of the Possibly. enthusiast Possibly, crowd. yeah. yeah. You didn't just get a 911 because you're a doctor, you're a dentist, and welcome to 911-ville. There is that possibility. That's hey, a fair point. Oh, a Cayman. Oh, 718 Cayman S. What yeah. is this all about? Yeah, that's possible. Yeah. And then another new choice. I don't know if you've even thought about this, but this is very different. Mm-hmm. A Jaguar F-Type manual transmission. Yeah. yeah. Easy money. 
you can easily get a car for this kind of for cash. sure. Yeah, and, and and don't even get the big boy. Get, yes. get one of the V6s. Correct. You'll have plenty of power, plenty of power, and you'll have better balance. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Manual transmission on this car, very different look. It says class and style, but you didn't go the traditional route of 911. And here's me saying this about 911. No, you're, you're absolutely right. It's a great call. It's a really great call. Interesting. Again, food for thought. But when we're talking this kind of money, you've got time on your hands, and mm-hmm. I want you to really... I, I want you to know that the, the car you get is the right one. Maybe yeah. you do come back to the M240i and sure. say, you know what? It's sure. a half step before yeah. I go full blast Yeah, before I get my 911. I have to admit I like your choices better than mine this evening. Well. I like the GT350 <laughs> still, and I want to leave I, that in the pool. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, but that 1M, I'm thinking, all right, yeah, with this yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, money, yeah. if you're thinking 240i, 1M. Yeah. Yeah, Street you're credit, right. Street credit, cars no, and right. coffee. You know, yeah. all that kind of stuff. And, and ignored by everybody else. That's what I like about that 1M so much. The 1M yeah. in the parking lot at the hospital so gets funny. ignored. It's just a, you bought a what, you whatever. Who What's cares? this little BMW but thing? It, exactly. But at Cars and Coffee, you have a 1M. That's, yeah. a, that's great. I like that a lot. <laughs> that's cool. Well, Michael, again, hope this helps. Uh, we really appreciate you writing in. And uh, I know that it is uh, a struggle even at this budget. It's, it's fun. But, you know, hey, is what it is. So thanks for writing in. Guys, we'll take a quick break and be right back. Technology Truths, brought to you by GEICO. Technology Truths. Truth, you will certainly send any text about your supervisor to your supervisor. What's with Janet's bangs? Did she lose a bet with a weed whacker? <laughs> LOL. And sent. Wait, no, 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 no. Truth, it's so easy to switch and save on car insurance at GEICO.com. Janet, I think my phone was hacked or something. GEICO, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. All right, moving on to the next guy with a last name starts with Z. Yes. Everything Z. So Kevin is in L.A. He, he of the 405 ankle. He has 405 ankle, yes. <laughs> gonna, that's that's going to be our shirt from tonight, 405 ankle. Yes. That, that's really gonna good. Be, I love manuals, but I have 405 ankle. <laughs> All right, so Kevin is a first-time writer, long-time listener to the podcast. Thank you for writing in. Definitely. And he is really not knowing where to go next. He's discovered the YouTube channel of obviously the podcast, and uh, he's not sure where to go because of this problem. He's mm-hmm. hurt himself yeah. driving in traffic in a manual transmission. Yeah. And you and I have talked about the fact that you can do it. Absolutely. But on a daily basis like this, it's just going to nail you. Yeah, you're just you're and you're accepting difficulty. Happened. You are accepting difficulty for sure. Yep. So he searched the internet for solutions to his problem. And has having trouble finding a reliable source of information on this on this issue. So right. I'm not sure that we're going to be able to be of much help. We're <laughs> so sorry. Anyway, we're going to add on. to the pile of people that just have opinions. Yeah. But what's <laughs> exactly. interesting is he has an 06 GLI. Mm-hmm. So, it, yep. I mean, it's not directly a direct comparison, but it's kind of the for the U.S. sedan version of the GTI. It's not exactly that, but that's mm-hmm. kind of what we're talking about, you know. Yeah. And so he has this 06 GLI that he is in love with. He's still in love with it. Ten-year-old car, loves it, loves it, loves it. Have Super I mentioned cool. yet that he loves it? I mean, he even puts love many times in his email. Yeah. Huge fan of it. But this is that demand of transmission problem. So we've got to – honestly, we've got to get a car that he will like this much. But now we've got to go dual clutch. And he doesn't want the ZF transmissions of the world that happen to have paddles. He wants right. a genuine dual clutch experience. But where this gets interesting is $25,000. Yeah, this is very intriguing. And as you said, you've touched on the paddle shifters. And I think uh, to clarify, Kevin, instead of just wanting paddle shifters, because there's so many cars that have buttons or little mm-hmm. tiny ears mm-hmm. or paddles or sure, the sure. moose antlers, as Absolutely. you called them on yep. the Alpha. I mean, there's, and they are, yeah. There's all different sizes. But that that doesn't necessarily correspond to the transmission you're looking for, which is, as Todd said, you want a dual clutch mm-hmm. because that is mm-hmm. truly the enthusiast choice there. Yep. Among yep. the best are Volkswagen Group, as you said, uh, BMWs, the Porsche PDK, of course. Yep. The Evo, yep. Evo MR 10. has yep. a great one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of choices in here. But again, because of your, your Achilles tendon injury, we've got to look out for that. And so you're you're looking for you know something along this lines that'll give you that enthusiast mm-hmm. feel but then in commute you can just relax, hang out, yeah. sit, well, you'll be completely stopped in the 405. But, but when you, you but know. when he goes to canyons, he can go hammer his way down a canyon, yeah. left foot on the dead pedal, 
running right foot only, have paddle shifters. I mean, this has got to cover the gamut. Mm-hmm. And he brings up a few things. And he actually, I, I am applauding you, Kevin, honestly, because you brought up the Evo. And I'm so glad you brought up the Evo. Because you even mentioned you have a five-month-old at home. So you're going to have to have a back seat. So we're not yeah. just free and clear to do whatever we want. So you've got a five-month-old. You've thought about Evos. I'm going to say it. Yes to the Evo MR. Because it's you, up there. a part of you even said... You, you feel like, and I love this coming out of a GLI too, that coming out of a GLI, your personal dream car is a manual WRX. Mm-hmm. And when I read that, mm-hmm. I thought, well, then Evo really is kind of the spot here. Yeah. You know, because the WRX, I almost, and I'm reading in to this email of Kevin's here, but he said WRX, not STI, which says to me a little bit of subtlety. Not True. the big wing, have you noticed me version. <laughs> but that's the thing about the Evo X MR. Yeah. Is you yeah. lose the big wing, you get the little ducktail thing. It gets the nicer BBS wheels. If you get the, and I will say this as a guy that likes color, you get that in the gunmetal gray, that is a sleeper car. People that know what it is go, ooh, like like me, ooh, Evo MR. <laughs> right. Everybody else doesn't know what it is, doesn't care. Who's looking up at the Evo MR? I am, I am now in the Lotus looking up at everything. Right. Yes. I'm look, <laughs> I look up at toddlers in that car. It's bad news, seriously. Yeah. Anyway, you know, you know the, I hate to say this, but the guys that, that panhandle on the side of the road, the homeless people on the side of the yeah. road, I'm looking eye level with their dog. That's where I am now. <laughs> They're standing there, the can't see them. Wondering what it, dogs what looking at me. Anyway, yeah, terrible. Um, so, yeah, I think the MR is massive shortlist car here. You have to drive one. I really think it could be the answer. The only downside here is even a 10-year-old GLI is going to have a nicer interior than the MR. I am very much inclined to agree, yes. I Yeah, I love that it's on the list here. I come around to one car, though. Dude, I have two others, often. but that's good. Excellent. Go for it. It's not often that I get to do the sniper shot. Okay. okay? But reading through everything, you're a Volkswagen fan. Okay. I went round and round and thought, could I? Could I find one? Because $25,000. That's the hard part, for and sure. I, I think we're limited. I think we're tapped out at that. Mm-hmm. So I thought, all right, it's got to have dual clutch. Volkswagen Group, keeping it in the VW family. Clearly, he likes that's really spoken to him. That GLI Volkswagen yeah. feel is speaking to him big time. Plus, five month old back seat. Yep. Yep. Comfortable car, but still. I wonder still, if you went something else on my list. Keep going. Please keep going. <laughs> still will do this. I went for the Audi S4. You didn't go where I thought. 2012 okay, cool. or 2013 Audi S4 with the S Tronic. Make sure it's S Tronic because this is Audi lingo for dual clutch. The Tiptronic is the automatic. The S-Tronic is the dual clutch, which is what you want. Okay. And so I went shopping. A little bit higher miles, but I did it. Under $25,000, you can get a 2012 or 2013, and you can do it with the S-Tronic. Man, mm. I think that's your car right yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Audi, that, nice interior. You do see the progression from GLI. Yes. Yeah. It's like an inflated GLI kind yeah, of. Yeah, it is. It is. Keeping the... The, uh, the dual clutch. And like I said, you're going to have to shop really smart, really mm-hmm, well, look mm-hmm. hard. I'm wondering if you can get it around 40,000 miles, 50,000 miles, somewhere in there, something well taken care of. Yeah. But this, I think, is your car. I'm going with just okay. this okay. because it fits the needs. Sure. I sure. love the Evo idea, but the Audi has such a great interior. True, true, true. And the, the dual clutch disappeared on the brand new S4. It's gone. It's mm. it's a uh, changes its mind transmission kind of from Audi. The marketing <laughs> new speak is from very Audi. Vague. The indecisive automatic <laughs> is they they've gone away from this. So Kevin, I think you're looking at an S4. All right, I like that sniper shot. I I, I really was struck by his mention of the manual WRX, and that makes me really want to okay. lean toward just the Evo. But I don't feel like I can leave it just there. Okay. So I do have to say because of the 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 clear this is this email is it's dripping with Volkswagen love okay that's that's the best way I can think of there's there's a lot of Volkswagen interest here so I thought about Volkswagen and thought you absolutely can get yourself a really nice GTI with the DSG yeah Yeah. so you should at least look you're going to be you know a year or two old at this kind of money with the DSG so you you're going to jump up 10 years in car culture but stay within the Volkswagen group if you shop really smart you might get lucky 
and get the current, because it's been out just long enough, I think, get the current Golf R with a DSG. So you're saying the Mark 7. The current one with the DSG. It's been out just long enough that you might be able to find one. I don't think that's likely, but it's possible. While you're looking, look. If you can get the Golf R, obviously bonus. So I went looking for the Mark 6 Golf R. But they were all manual. Only manual transmissions. Yeah. Yeah. That's the problem. So the 7, maybe, maybe. The GTI all day long. I mean, 25 mm-hmm. grand GTI, d- done. Golf R, maybe, depending upon a, like a nationwide shop, you might find, find one. So look at that. And then also, also in that category of you just might find one, I have to say it. Last gen, the 90 series M3, the E90 or E92 oh. M3, $25,000. Oh. They've been around long enough. That great DCT, the BMW DCT is excellent. If you're shopping dual clutches, it's excellent. Oh, that's good. That V8 has got personality all day long. Go look. Oh, that's good. I you're, like that a lot. They're going to be a little higher mileage, but go look because twenty five grand. they have been around long enough now. That car is in your range. E90 M3, four-door. E90 M3. But even the 92 might work. 92 might know? work. Yeah, The 92 coupe might work. Ho, ho, but if you ho. could find a 90 for this money, I think yes. Ooh. If you could do it for 25 grand, that's the big problem. That is the big question. Because then you're looking at higher mileage the big and question. maintenance for sure. and all for that sure. kind of stuff. So. Mm-hmm. But, but that's a car that, I mean, dynamics, we love it. You're going to end up rear-wheel drive, I like, excellent I like dual clutch. Mine. And here so, I was yeah. sold on the S4. I still don't think it's a bad choice. I don't either. I don't either. But, but I there's love a, the E90. There's a different enthusiast feel if you wind up in that, that BMW M3. So I'm going to put oh, that out there. Man. We're talking careful shopping, Kevin. But I think if you really started to chase that, I think you could find one. <laughs> That's pretty good. Okay. Well, as you were. No, I still like the S4. I still like it. <laughs> I know. It's, I like it. Plus, it's in the Volkswagen Group family. I like that in these two debates tonight, <laughs> we have preferred the other person's choices. <laughs> totally. I think that's great. Yeah. Oh, man. That E90, oh, that's bringing back memories of it's awesome. know, shoveling fuel at that car. Yes, you, you almost need a tanker behind oh, you. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, that's not a concern here. But, yeah, that you almost need one. Well, we've solved the 405 ankle problem. We have, If yes. you're listening and you also have 405 ankle, <laughs> call write <now>. to us. <laughs> <laughs> and everyday driver, TV at Gmail, with your debate about 405 ankle. Yes. I'm telling you, that's why I tied in Michael, the medical student, because, uh-huh. you know, the Z last names, mm-hmm. medical problems. I think it normally strikes when you get right underneath the Getty Center. That's what it really strikes <laughs> that's hard. That's that's what exactly. it's bad. Yeah. You look up, you wish you were up there smelling the flowers and looking down on the Terrible. people in traffic. We have so many audience questions tonight. <laughs> I, I always do the same thing. I sit down with the, the all the social media things open. I start scrolling. I start copy-pasting the questions that I like. And normally yeah. I wind up with six. And I think, you know what, that's enough. This is like my six favorite. I've got like 12 tonight. We won't get close to covering all of them. But I just yeah. kept copy-pasting great questions. Thank you guys for sending so many. They're wonderful. A quick uh, mention here that on uh, on Thursday of this week, Chance will be here. We will, of course, mm-hmm. post for questions again. Yes. He's going to be sitting in for Paul. He's going to talk about Pirelli World Challenge. We're going to post for questions. So think about the, uh, what you might want to ask Chance later in the week. Right now, you've asked us a ton. I don't know how many you marked, but where are you on this? A lot. I'd like to just jump right in with our friends Ben and Ben from Gears and Gasoline. Excellent. Glad you're doing this. They have asked us about the best way to sell a car, mm-hmm. at least our opinion, because I put up a car for auction. You probably saw the 1973 Skyline on Instagram, and they were asking about this. So it kind of got them thinking about you know auctions, Craigslist, yeah, Facebook, yeah. trade-in. You know, what do we think as far as the mm-hmm. best way to sell a car? You had yours on uh, online mm-hmm. for quite a while. Yep. You had a few nibbles, but then you know out of nowhere, your FRS just got. A I ton had it of on interest. the Utah equivalent of Craigslist, which is called KSL here, and I had yep. it on AutoTrader. And ended up selling it to somebody on the Craigslist equivalent. But I got, in the same week, all of a sudden after it was posted for six weeks, all this interest came in at the same 10 days. I don't know why. It sat there and it sat there. Yeah. And and sure, I posted that pros and cons video in the middle of it. But half the people that contacted me hadn't seen that video. It's just this weird, all of a sudden people are looking for FRSs. I think the answer here, Ben and Ben, is what's the car? Because I think it changes a lot based on the car. I think if you're selling a car that's going to, that you just want to get rid of, that's going to go less than ten grand. that you just want to sell it locally and you want to save yourself hassle, this is what Craigslist is for. Agreed. Uh, if yeah. you have a car that yeah. is a unique car, you have a Lotus, you have a 1M, you have a, a car that enthusiasts really like, that's when auction can benefit you. And we love bring a trailer for this. Except for the fact that if you have extra money, 
Do not go on the bring a trailer site. Extra money. It, it, what it, is that? There are those. Pe- I'm not one of these people, but those people exist. Extra money. Do not venture near. Or if you have a huh. budget that you think is, oh, I've got twenty grand, but you could actually budget wise afford forty. Don't go on bring a trailer. You will you will come home with a really cool car, but the, your money will be out the door. So no kidding. But if you have those unique things, especially if they're in good shape. The auction sites are great, and we're a big fan of Bring a Trailer more so than like the Ebays. Um, but and then, I actually think that the Auto Tempest Auto Trader world is great for most things, mm-hmm. most average things you're going to sell because you can get a really wide net that way. But if you are getting something new and your car is worth something, you can you because you because you guys asked what about trade in? Trade in, you're going to get the least amount possible for it. Yeah, yeah. But that's an equation where how much do you want to avoid hassle? That's the benefit of trade-in. It is. You know you can just get rid of the car. You just you're not you a, drive you in in one, you it. drive out in another. And yeah. sometimes that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of uh, bringing a trailer, did you see what is Chris doing asking you about that Lotus 340R from the year 2000 on Bring a Trailer recently? Yeah. Oh, I no, saw that too, by the way. I, I go on just, Bring a Trailer. I, we, oh, we get the man. email every day like everybody else does, I think. I go on there about once a week. And suddenly an hour is gone, and <laughs> totally. I am yeah. trying to figure out what limbs to sell. Bring a trailer is fantastically awesome and terrible all at once. It just gets yeah. you thinking. It's great. I will say that uh, for the under ten grand car, everybody has that street corner in their town that ever sure. parks their cars on sure, and yeah. writes in soap or does a terrible sign mm-hmm, for sale. Mm-hmm, for sure. I've never been a fan of that, to be honest. I've never really considered buying a car unless it really <laughs> intrigues me. Sure. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm mostly online, to be honest. I mean, auction I associate with the high-end auctions, to be honest. I, I just, Oh, the big, like the gooding. The, like, we have Monterey Car Weeks happening this exactly week. Exactly You're thinking right. that. Okay, interesting. I All always right. associate that. But okay. there is Meekum. Dana Meekum has a great auction mm-hmm. that is, you know, more affordable stuff. I mean, there's, you know, $15,000 cars on there, yeah. $19,000 cars. Yeah. And, uh, Which doesn't even pay for your entrance into the tent at something like Gooding. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I take your point. Gooding is, I mean, there's celebrities in the crowd that want to be left alone, and they're adding to their collection. Mm-hmm. But you know, it just kind of depends. So I'm definitely about the online thing and putting it out there, word of mouth. Of course, yeah. it does help to have a podcast, you know, when you're trying to sell your FRS. But strangely, well, but that's that not, wasn't but that's how, not how my sold, car sold. Yeah. I mean, I did get some interest. Thank you guys that wrote in that, yeah. that followed the show. But uh, it was interesting. to. I mean, if you've heard that story already to the guy that I sold it to, Adam, that's loving the car. He found the car first and connected it to the show second. So, I mean, that's pretty crazy. So who knows? Which is cool, too. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, we've got Brandomness on uh, Instagram here. He's asking about tips for do-it-yourself car maintenance for those of you living without your own garages, Mm. and you've got your cars parked in public ramps, parking garages, that kind of thing. So how do you work on your own car, do oil changes, brake pads, when all you've got is a parking structure? Mm. I remember going through this. Yeah, I, yeah. I had a lot of years of going through this. I mean, I lived in Fullerton, California for a while and I had, yeah. you know, a single space, my Honda Accord. I was doing that. I found an outdoor faucet. I don't know who was paying the water bill, but <laughs> I was using it to wash my car. <laughs> of course you were. And, uh, I, it's one of those things where you got to do what you can. And it's the beg, borrow, steal, you know, kind of thing. It is. Yeah. And, you know, I've seen plenty of people, I've done it, you know, when you're in your parking structure, if you've got your stall space, yeah. you can do it, you know, buy some shop lights, set it up, yeah. and you've got your space. So hopefully, you know, maybe friends have a driveway or a shared driveway Possibly. or something Possibly. like that. I do not recommend draining your oil into the street drain. Oh my gosh, and please don't. That's terrible. I have terrible. seen people doing that. Yes, I've, I've seen it too. It's gasped. It's, it's chilling, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. They just, oh, that's a... That's a, drain that's a drain for anything, oh. right? Well, yes, that's that's horrific. Please don't do that. That's, yeah, pl- seriously, that's horrific. But it leads to what I was thinking. First off, some apartment complexes have a real issue with this, so you may want to ask around subtly to see if it's an issue. Or you could do what I've done, and sometimes in life, and that is ask for forgiveness and not permission. <laughs> so you could do that, <laughs> yes. but. Specifically, though, I would say, first off, make sure you have the right tools for exactly what you're doing. And Mm -hmm. in the case of the oil change, you need to have an oil catch pan. I mean, do it right. Absolutely. The second thing I would say, because you're in a public space, a shared space, I wouldn't recommend taking on anything you can't get done in the same day. 
That's a great point. This is not a place yeah. for a project or I'm going to get this done over the next not three pulling days. Pulling an engine. Or That's when you're going to start to have real issues belt. with your landlords or possibly yeah. just your neighbors. So if you can pull off, you know, you do brake pads, you do oil, this kind of stuff I feel like you can do in that kind of shared space. Anything more involved in that that may take you hours or certainly days be cautious mm-hmm. because especially yeah. if you get halfway through that project and now have a problem where I have to get this towed, you've got a whole just it just compounds so quickly. So be careful. There was that concept for a while that you went to a garage here in Salt Lake that was the mm-hmm. do-it-yourself garage. Yeah, it was like a you wrench it place. Yeah, and, I, and they, they Did didn't survive, last? which was too bad. No, they didn't survive. Yeah. And some places, some markets have them where you actually it's like a huge shared garage and you you're renting the bay with the lift. I mean, very cool but difficult for insurance and that kind of stuff. So it depends on where you live. The last idea here for you is whatever car you have, jump on the forums there because other owners of those cars might say, hey, guys, I've got a garage with tools. I love these cars that's too. That's good. That's the last idea. I mean, that's that's a stretch, but you it can happens. say, hey, we both own WRXs. Mm-hmm. I need to work on my car. Yeah, come on over. I'll teach you stuff. I'll, yeah. I've got the space. You never know. And it's not a guarantee. But, but you know what? You bring that up. That's maybe. a lot more common than you think. Yeah, that's kind of why start, I went there. Yeah, if you Just start thought. chasing, especially if cars get pretty unique. I mean, I don't know what you drive, but as cars get pretty unique, it becomes more common. Right, right. And you never know. Mm-hmm. You just never mm-hmm. know who's going to reach out. And that's yeah. that type of car is what brings you guys together. Hey, I know so-and-so. Sure. Yeah, he's got a ton of tools. Invite you over. And suddenly that's your Saturday garage. Yeah, exactly. Fantastic. Exactly. Uh, two really quickly that I can answer in kind of a sentence. Uh, John wrote in on Twitter and said he just committed to buying a C7 Corvette Z51 package. Mm. Uh, he's trying to, to, to finance it and get it all locked up. Would we, would we validate his decision? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Done. Bravo. Thank you, sir. Well done on that. Moving Excellent. on. Yeah, that, that's finished. Uh, uh, Mike, Mikey's, I think it is. Mikey's Ding, I think is what it is on Instagram. Some of these I don't read well. Anyway, uh, he's planning on getting a BRZ. Okay. He lives in the Salt Lake area. What tires do we recommend? I'll give you two. He's talking for winter tires. He's going to drive it year-round. That's He's asking a winter tire question because it's going to be his daily. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I've done this. Two recommendations. Of course, Bridgestone, Blizzax, Iran, WS80s. Bridgestone Blizzax, they were awesome on that car. And then you're going to probably have to say it for me. The Nokian Hapa. Oh, Hakapalitas. There it is. The Nokian so tires are, are killer. They're, they're awesome. I fainted so, blood, but, you know, pronunciation, that, Norwegian yeah, words. Exactly. I'm Scandinavian tires are fine, but blood, <laughs> look out. Anyway, so yeah. So the Nokians or the Blizzaks, either one of those, I think you'll be thrilled. So those are two quick answers on those questions. Well, speaking of winter cars and winter tires, everybody keeps asking you about your winter car. I know. I think it's still a little bit early, but it somebody early. did say, I think it was Victor on here, that suggested... That it would be pretty funny if you ended up with a Kia Soul. (laughs) Victor, I will say that if he does, the crew on the International Space Station will be able to hear my laughter. (laughs) I promise. I mean, I'm only vaguely looking yet. I mean, the the disease is so prevalent in my my situation right now is that pretty much – 24 hours after I'd gotten the Lotus Elise home, I was online looking at stuff in general, both <laughs> winter beater related and just stuff for like, you know what I could own next? Not because I have any plans of getting rid of the Lotus. Because not, that's what we do. Because this is the, how yes. bad the disease is. So if you think you're bad off, trust me, we're right there with you. So there's really no decisions yet on winter beater, probably because we're talking about well less than 10 grand, maybe probably close to five grand. So we're going to do that five grand scenario of what's out there, not what do I want and see if we can converge right. that. But the truth is, that'll probably be like a November shopping experience, and we are so busy in the next couple of months, I'm excited about driving the Lotus yeah. and not really thinking seriously yet. We've got a bunch of stuff to get through. Oh, yeah. A lot of shooting for TV, <laughs> a lot of podcasts, a lot of uh, for sure, for <clears throat> driving. Sure. Yeah. 24 Hours of Lemons coming our way. Yeah, for sure. Man. Well, along those lines, actually, uh, Joseph uh, Triplett wrote in on Facebook and asked me a question about the Lotus. Okay. Interesting. I've had a few questions along these lines. So I want to speak this real quick. So I, I, I'm, I'm realizing a dream of owning a Lotus after wanting one for it's a day. pretty decade. cool. And I'm driving it every day, which I've never done. I've never had a daily Lotus Elise experience. It's always been, to some degree, the best places to drive a Lotus is where we've driven a Lotus, where it's easy to love. Mm-hmm. So I've already released one video, as you may have seen, where I'm doing non-Lotus Elise driving. Let's commute through hot Nevada in a straight line. Not what this car was made for, okay? Exactly. So I bring up the things about it I don't like. And a few people on the YouTube video, and Joseph's kind of alluding to it here, are kind of surprised that I was able to sit there and 
give I don't really like this critiques about a car I just bought that I've lusted after for so long. First off, in general, we always want to say the good and the bad of every car. Mm-hmm. We want to be as candid as we can about everything. There is no perfect car. And I feel like if I even, – even as giddy as I am in this Elise, if it was just like, this is the greatest, I feel like I'd be doing everybody a disservice because there's yeah, issues. and I'm glad. I'm glad. So his question is, now that I have it, am I happy or – Okay, it's obviously more focused on the FRS, but am I kind of going, what have I done? Is kind of what he's asking here. Is <laughs> it is it, is it a Back case of don't way. meet your heroes? And I, I would say this to you, Joseph. Every car is a series of compromises, and I don't mean that to be tacky. Every car you buy, mm-hmm. yeah. okay, you're balancing, I feel like, three things at all times in a car purchase. The fun-to-drive factor, the usability factor, and the cost factor. And any car you buy is weighted differently in those three categories. It doesn't make it necessarily better or worse than the car you just owned. You're just trading factors here. Mm-hmm. Very few cars can balance all of those really, really well. Clearly, the Elise is just so heavily weighted on fun to drive. I drove it 10 minutes to Paul's tonight. Glorious. Loved it. <laughs> he rings my it. doorbell with a stupid grin Ser- on his seriously, face. Seriously, it's just fun to drive in all <laughs> situations if you're not driving eight hours in Nevada. So anyway, right. but, but so I'm loving it. But yes, it's hard to get in and out of. Yes, it has difficulties, but that's just the price to pay for getting this car and going, I'm really driving this, and it's this much fun. Well, yeah. I mean, those are the things you know you're prepared to accept. Absolutely. And you're past it, and therefore the fun shines through. Absolutely. But I can't – but talking to anybody candidly about it, it's just something about the way I'm wired and what we do. I'm going to admit all of those things. I'm going to tell you right now. How's this car to drive? Let me tell you the good, and I'll tell you the bad. Mm -hmm. I'm loving it, but at the same time – a person standing next to me, you, for example, Paul, <laughs> aren't going to tolerate some of the real problems with it as easily as I am. Yeah. So right. you have to have right. that discussion of I've accepted the downsides. And there are. That's fine. The FRS had downsides. Every cover of her owns had downsides. Yeah. But the upsides for me, I'm loving so much that, yes, I have met my hero. Or in this case, Joseph, I am owning my hero, and it's awesome. I'm so glad to hear that because it's what you and I do about the debates of cars. We, you mm-hmm. love Lotus. I love Porsches. Yeah, yeah. And the ability to turn a, an eye towards both of these brands and say, you know what? They're not perfect. Mm-hmm. And here's the things. And we can't recommend them in all situations because what would that make us? We wouldn't be yeah. car enthusiasts. Yeah, yeah. We love Mustangs. We love Camaros. We love cars in general. And that's what keeps me going. I'll give you a great example. I haven't even told you this yet. Okay. So my son is all about the Lotus now. He's just, he's like the Lotus, he's like the Lotus evangelist. He actually said to me, we were pulling out of the driveway the other day. He goes, you know what, Tad? I don't really miss the FRS at all. You're kidding no, me. No, I, I, I didn't. I didn't. Pro- I literally. You're kidding me. I didn't me. prompt him. I swear to you, I didn't prompt him. It just the happened. The FRS is the fastest car on the planet. He, he got in his little seat, which has flames on it, by the way. It was hysterical. My wife had to go out and shop to get a different car seat for the Lotus because his normal car seat, little booster, was too wide for the Lotus seat. So she went to the to Walmart to get a different car seat. There were two that were narrow enough. One of them was just plain. The other one had flames. And she went, yeah, we're getting the one with flames. Absolutely. So, yeah. Anyway, so, so there was 12 bucks well spent. But um, he's sitting in his little seat. All I've done so far, literally, is I've just started the car and started to back out. I haven't started a conversation with him about it. And he goes, you know what, Dad? I don't really miss the FRS at all. And then, of course, I started asking him questions, but I just had to laugh. But So he is the little Lotus evangelist. So cute. My wife actually loves this car, and she actually loves driving it, which I couldn't be more thrilled because, again, it's a car of sacrifices. Mm -hmm. But to give you a frame of reference, my mother-in-law was just in town. (laughs) My son wanted her to drive it. First off, that's a riotously funny thing because she can't drive stick. (laughs) Secondly, I flat out refused to put her in it. Oh, she'd she'd because she'd hate it. Hate everything. Because I know yeah. I know her, her proclivities of cars and it will make zero sense to her. She's and a I, Lexus owner. I'm am- amazed and thrilled that her daughter, my awesome wife, wants to drive the thing, ride the thing, loves it. Yeah. But yeah. she and I both know that her mom is just shaking her head at the car and should not be in it. Which is this is the difference in that car and different people. Yeah. No, I'm so glad that he loves it. And this is making as big an impression on him now at seven years old mm. as that E-type made on you. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the for smells, sure. the sounds. Yeah, yeah he'll remember yeah. The, the FRS. But this thing, that you get a light dusting of fresh LASIK surgery every time you look at the thing, <laughs> surface of the sun yellow. It is. It, it is a Skittle. Surface <laughs> of the sun yellow, for sure. up your vision, just take a glance at Todd's car. Yeah. You're good. Yeah. No, I, I just I feel like this is making such an impression. For sure. 
he'll remember this forever and the adventures and all that kind of stuff. And it's so awesome. Yeah, except I need to take him camping and I probably can't take that car. You're going to have trouble getting through the woods. Yeah, as as much as I pack really well for camping, I don't think I can even get my normal backpack in the back. Moving on, yeah. Well, speaking of, you know, cars and brands that we have to not laud all the time. Uh Uh-oh, okay, where are you headed? Well, there's a question from Rich J on here about the IMS bearing. It's rather lengthy. I will do my best to summarize. Yes. But Rich is writing to us saying that these IMS bearing fixes Mm -hmm. for the 9979-911s, the 9971, yeah. Essentially, the, mm-hmm. the point one cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the 06 to 08 Caymans and Boxsters, so mm-hmm. the first gen of the Cayman. Yeah. He, he's writing in about this IMS thing, because you and I talk about this a lot. We talk about to not be afraid, but he's also saying that some of our conversation could be misleading to listeners because a fourteen or $1,500 IMS bearing fix might not solve everything. There might actually be a larger problem. It might cost people more. And so not to mislead with these cars in particular mm-hmm. that might lead listeners down the path of, oh, I'll just get yeah. it, and it'll just cost me $1,500 when I do the clutch, and we'll be good. Lots of variation on what year and that kind of stuff that changes this equation a lot. There is. And Rich, thank you for your question. You're absolutely right. We, we cannot say across the board that we are the IMS authorities. That is not no. what we're saying. Other than the fact that the internet is not. I will also the say internet that. internet is also <laughs> not. The internet who's telling you these cars are blowing up is also not correct. And to your point, Rich, you will get a different answer from your local Porsche dealer your local independent Porsche mechanic mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. had the you know the full training, worked at the dealer, and then now has opened their own shop. And that's the guy you want, by the way. That, yeah. Exactly. You'll get an opinion, all of the internet, and different opinions everywhere. But what I will say is not all of these cars have the problem or will experience the problem. Mm-hmm. There's boatloads of cars that have 130,000 miles, not a single thing wrong, mm-hmm. no IMS fix, and they're for sale. And... They're going to be fine. Yeah. And there's others that you're right, have had them. I, mm-hmm. I heard a stat from the dealer that said something like, I think it was five or 8% of all the cars made somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. I, grain of salt. Take that with a grain certainly, of salt. Certainly. And I, initially I thought, oh, that sounds pretty low. And he said, actually, that's really high because the for production that kind numbers of problem, yeah. are so low. Yeah. And for this problem, he said, that's actually really high. But then- yeah. Okay, yeah, there's a fix out there. Mm -hmm. And the fix, again, is not across the board. That's not what we're saying. But we're also saying don't be afraid of these cars either. That's the key thing. That's the key thing. And I I, want to touch on it. I get into the weeds on this a little bit. And thanks for this question. Got in the weeds in a little bit. The the thing is the, the, the problem is essentially between around 99 and uh, about 08 is Mm -hmm. roughly all of the cars that encompass this problem. But inside that, it changes too. Those early cars, the 99s to early 2000s, so like the 996 generation, 911, and the first Boxster, Mm -hmm. those are the cheapest to fix. Right, right. You get into the 997 and the the Cayman generation, the 987 Cayman and that Boxster, those are more expensive, more of the engine. I think, in fact, some cases, they pull the engine. More engine stuff has to be done to actually fix the IMS issue. So you can do 1500 or even – I've even heard of DIY stuff for the 996s and the early Boxsters. But you're talking – I'm seeing a lot of three, four grand for the 997, 987. The other thing sure, that's interesting sure. is that apparently of that span, there's actually – I found this out today. I was digging – I was did a little digging because, I again, I'm not the Porsche guy that you are. Out of that span, the early cars, like the 99, 2000, 2001, is one IMS bearing design. The mm-hmm. 01 to 05 is another. Correct. And then the 06 to, 09, or 06 to 08 is yet again. Yes. The real yes. problem, children, are the middle. The 01 to 05s are the ones that are most prone, and those are the ones that are running around 10%. So that means if you bought yourself an 07, 08 Cayman, technically still an IMS issue, but even less so than if you bought an 06. Right, and here Craziness. I'm thinking, I Madness. had an 07 yeah. Cayman S for three years. Mm-hmm. Not a single thing happened. I know, I know. That car was bulletproof, yeah. It was great. Yeah. I drove it, I redlined it, you and I both drove it, high oh, yeah. speed, you know, we drove the had car like it was meant it. to be driven. Yeah, absolutely. And so, to Rich's point here, he was saying, hey, what if you guys had an expert on this IMS <laughs> issue as a guest on the, the podcast? The IMS podcast. Frightening. 
it wouldn't be the podcast to end all podcasts as far as the IMS is concerned. Because, yeah. again, you're getting another slice. But, yes, it would be interesting to hear an expert who has replaced a lot of them and seen a lot of varied engines come in and yeah. say, you know what? Okay, these are the cars that have come in and it doesn't happen all the time. Yes, it would be interesting. And, again, we're we could, not positioning ourselves as We could talk to Bob about it. Bob is our local indie guy. His name That's, is actually Bob. I'm not making that up. Bob is our local indie, indie mechanic guy. That might be interesting because he knows the show. He might, he might be able to speak to that. He might be up for it. talk to about it. And, again, that would okay. be one slice. I mean, there's many people and many oh, companies yeah, yeah. that resolve the IMS issue. But then, again, Rich, why are people buying cars that have had the IMS fixed or not fixed? These cars are still selling. Yeah, There's not piles true. of 911s and Caymans that are unbought because of this issue. <laughs> fair. I mean, fair. there's the de-chunk issue from the air-cooled engines. That's, you know, a chunk of, of wow. engine block just in the shape of a D on the side of the cylinder just breaks off. This is a huge problem. We are so far in the Porsche weeds we right now. We are way in the weeds. I, <laughs> I can't I even understand. see me anymore. <laughs> I like the idea. And yes, it's something to consider. But uh, again, it's... It's ongoing, and I and my I maintain that these cars are not cars to avoid and okay. not enjoy driving. Yeah, I see that. I mean, I I've that. even heard you know cars that sit in garages are the ones to avoid because cars like to be driven, especially Porsches. They yeah. need the the lubrication, the daily the driving going on through. Them. Sure, sure. You know, buy the the ones above forty thousand miles, and you're actually there's no way of knowing. Yeah, there isn't. Well, this <laughs> I can't I cannot believe that we are we're actually sitting here level having here. a discussion. We're not in the weeds, we're down yeah, in the dirt. Having a discussion about maybe having an entire podcast dedicated to the IMS bearing. Ma- I'm not sure like I'm not sure I could get through 10, that. 10, 12 minutes of that. We've already done that. I know. That's happened already. I, I acknowledge uh, the question. And I I'm the non-Porsche it. guy. But anyway, Rich, yeah. thank you. It's it's of course it's very thought provoking, but um yeah, thank you for writing. Appreciate it. <laughs> um Wow. Okay. I kind of feel like we have to pull the plug after that. But uh, let's see. What else did I have on here? A um, couple more here. Uh, what else? Do you see Adam's question on Twitter? I want to talk to this real quickly. He's asking, what happened to hydrogen cars? Oh, yes. The problem is delivery of that hydrogen. That's your problem. You're talking a pressurized tank. You got to have special tankers. You got to have special infrastructure for the fuel. I mean, ultimately, electricity and gasoline don't require any special storage, if you will. Mm-hmm. So you, you know, the electric thing, you go up and you pull out the plug and you plug it in like it's a wall socket. Gasoline, you plug the hose in and you pull the trigger. There's not special pressurized. Now, I know some of you are saying compressed natural gas. That has some specialty to it as well. But hydrogen, I mean, that, that's the problem, is that the hydrogen fuel cell thing is just, it requires a lot of, special storage, special transport, and then special education for a driver that wants to use it. I heard somebody make the comment recently where things that seem to make a lot of money are the things that make people's lives easier and they have to think about less. Hydrogen cars are going the other way. It's cool tech, but I think once you get granular down to, I'm going to go to the corner and try to fill my, wait, no, can't do that. That's a problem. No, you've exactly touched on this. The electric car thing, that's the sexy part right now, mm-hmm. and I think will continue to be so. Hydrogen is just difficult. It just is not integrated in our, into our lives. Mm-hmm. It just isn't. The best man- manifestation that I have seen is Nikola Motor. They are the startup, as a matter of fact, making the Class 8 big rig semi-trucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Locally here. Locally in Salt Lake City. NikolaMotor.com, they have the fuel cell. They store the hydrogen on board Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. with the fuel cell, keeping the batteries charged to get 800 to 1,200 miles range. And they're a huge semi-truck. They've got the chassis. They've got got the ability. And that kind of infrastructure, I think, is more readily available suited towards this rather than the consumer. For sure everyday person. And those drivers are used to having special situations they have to go through to keep that rig running. That's something that a driver like that, you could just train. But mom picking up the kids at soccer practice does not want special procedure for filling her car. Just, I'm out of fuel. I need gas. Just, oh, I have to go to the, I have to drive across town to the special place to get the the electric car infrastructure is far bigger now, I think, than anything <laughs> as, for hydrogen. As tiny as it is, it yeah. is dwarfing hydrogen. But ultimately, let's be honest, 
the electric uh, station you want to build, you want to add on to your gas station, you're plugging your electric pumps, if you will, into the grid. This is not yeah. weird rocket science special trucks. None of that has to happen. Yeah. That's a problem. Yep. No, I love it. Uh, guys, thank you so much for your questions. We will end there just uh, a tiny bit early. Man, <laughs> we're worn out from the debate. <laughs> and, and the random IMS left turn into the weeds. I mean, I can't even see here, see home from here. Great questions, guys. Really appreciate you sticking with us. And uh, if you've got your own car debate, please do write to us, everydaydrivertv at gmail.com or on the website, everydaydriver.com. And again, the store is now live. It's been live, but with new, fresh stuff on there. Yeah, so it's all again, the new updated logo stuff, which is great. Yeah. Guys, again, we'll, uh, we'll be back next time and uh, looking forward to it. So until then, cheers. Technology Truths, brought to you by GEICO. Technology Truths. Truth, you will certainly send any text about your supervisor to your supervisor. What's with Janet's bangs? Did she lose a bet with a weed whacker? <laughs> LOL. And sent. Wait, no, 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 no. Truth, it's so easy to switch and save on car insurance at Geico.com. Janet, I think my phone was hacked or something. Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. I'm Rita Foley with an AP News Minute. Federal government worker Blake Murray in D.C. says he's pretty much had it with the partial government shutdown. It's pretty demoralizing, um, you know, and I feel like kind of a pawn in a political game and totally powerless. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is asking President Trump to postpone his January 29th State of the Union address, citing security concerns. But Republicans say this is just politics, shutdown politics, a move intended to keep President Trump off the national stage. Going to prison for 20 years, a Tennessee teacher who took a 15-year-old student and ran for weeks. Prosecutor Dan Cochran. I think it's a serious sentence. 20 years is a significant amount of time. He's going to have all that time to think about what he did, the consequences of it. We asked for 30, obviously, but 20 is a very serious sentence, and we feel good about it. An employee and a customer at an IHOP restaurant in Huntsville, Alabama, were killed in a shooting that also injured another employee. I'm Rita Foley.